Hey, this is Tony, and you're listening to Unaccepted Podcast. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast where the people who watch subbed and the people who drive manual all come together. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And today on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about killer jack stands. Fireworks under the freeways. Animes that got delayed. Voice acting careers. What we missed during quarantine. Bananas on sale. And world star at the track. And some personal builds. So, Tony, what do you mean by killer jack stands? So, our good friend Harbor Freight put out a recall notice on their three-ton and six-ton jack stands for sudden collapse. What? Yes, sudden collapse. So, I mean, we all know Harbor Freight is not the best tool store. No, I mean, that's our last-minute stop when I go for stuff. Yeah, but, you know, I've always been a big fan of their jacks. Mm -hmm. I've had them forever, and they've never given me any problems. I also have at least eight of these jack stands. Oh, shit. (laughs) As a matter of fact, there's four holding up the white Mustang outside right now. Oh, God. So they issued a recall on these, and so we thought we'd kind of give an announcement, let everybody know a heads up. Uh, This affects the red and the gray three-ton and six-ton jacks. Item numbers for the red is 56371. Item numbers for the three gray is 61196. And the item number for the six ton is 61197. So it's not like a certain year gap of like when you purchase these or just it has to be the strictly the item number? From what it seems like, they didn't give any years or anything like that. They just have the item number on there. Okay, because my dad has some jack stands from Harbor Freight, but he bought them years ago, so... I'd still check them just to be safe. And, you know, everybody that we're, we're home wrenchers, we go home and we work on our own stuff. And you have these cool, but let's check them out and make sure you don't have them. They are issuing a, it looks like a store credit or gift card to bring them in. Mm-hmm. So just take them in, get them replaced, buy some different ones, whatever. But uh, yeah, definitely go check them out and not use them anymore. So what exactly is happening to the jack stand then? So the lock pinion that actually holds it up when the jack stand extends is getting collapsed. It'll do a sudden collapse if the car, I guess, any weight on it is shifted or wiggles around. And they're just plopping off and, you know, lowering the extension down. That is a scary thought to be under a car with that shit. (laughs) Yeah, I was under it the day this came out and I got out and like, oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I actually threw away like, two of them last year because that i mean it didn't happen while the car was under load but um i i was messing around with it and i would always pull them out sometimes and use them as wheel chucks oh god yeah (laughs) and i'm not sure exactly how it happened but when i pulled it out the metal bracket that holds onto the teeth of the jack stand extension Mm -hmm. fell out with the handle so super sketchy and I, you know, I threw it away, but obviously I kept using the other ones. <laughs> I mean, it was like a year ago, you said, right? Yeah, it was so like a year ago. you really could have known anyway at this point in time. Yeah, but now I'm missing out on the store credit, man. <laughs> really? You're really going to concern about that? Heck yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so this is a good little safety shout out. Make sure if you guys have them, you're using them, go get them exchanged. And uh, shoot, if your if your local Sears hasn't shut down yet, go get yourself some discounted uh, Craftsman. Oh yeah, I, I wonder if my Sears is still open or not. I don't think so. The one out there in Riverside. No, no, no. Actually, no. Yeah, it's closed. They, yeah, they converted into a medical facility just in case for the COVID nineteen. Ooh. Still unused, but that just means we avoided a bigger issue if it was needed to be used. True. Okay, that's good. That is good to hear. But yeah, that is uh that is our story with the jack stand. So that's just a quick safety announcement for everybody that might be using them right now. I'll have to ask my dad what his are. Honestly. Yes, definitely, definitely. Now that's uh, that's said and done. What is all this commotion about fireworks under the freeway? Yeah. So Thursday night, that was the twenty second. Uh, under on the five freeway in Norwalk, they had a street takeover. Oh God! Well, freeway takeover. See, this is what I meant on last week's episode where I talked about the youth. They always want to be doing dumb shit regardless of the situation. Yeah, and that's probably why we'll never have that conversation they were having over there. Yeah. But, yeah, so this was like an early morning thing. So there was a video that got reported all over the news. The guy was, I guess, on his morning commute Mm -hmm. and got caught up right in the mix of the takeover. And they're lighting off fireworks. And there's an overpass on that freeway. Yeah. Hitting the top of the overpass and just barking all over the cars, which I don't know about you, but... I'd be pretty pissed if, like, fireworks or any ash or anything got on my paint and burnt it, you know? Oh, yeah. So, obviously, yeah, a bunch of dumb kids that is only making us look that much worse when we're out there. It's already bad enough in California, honestly. It's not getting any better. It really isn't. I mean, didn't they say they were going to come up with, like, a task force for, like, illegal street racing and, like, takeovers and stuff? Yeah, I think that's just the guys cruising around and uh, giving us tickets for our exhaust. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds like they have nothing else better to do when that shit happens. You know, we say that, but it's things like this that kind of justify it at the end. Yeah, yeah. As, as much as we hate to deal with it, that's why I said, like, I'm probably going to end up going back to a stock exhaust on the Civic. <laughs> I just hope I never get anything from my exhaust on the car. You know, there is a bit of a bias towards American cars. I have noticed that. So you're you're probably more or less safe. Not, as long as I'm not catching attention. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, the newer, the newer gen muscle cars and everything probably still get ticketed quite a lot. Hmm. But, like, they, it is a lot more lenient than with Japanese cars, for Got sure. <laughs> so, like, what happens to these kids that were down the freeway? Well, you see, the amazing task force that we have for these kind of issues didn't catch anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Not a single citation or arrest was made as a result. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of funny because you figure the most you know, visible place, the place that would catch the most attention and guarantee a phone call to the police, you know, is it so much a quiet neighborhood on a wide street or a big intersection in the middle of the night? Mm -hmm. The place that you figure they'd get flagged the quickest is on a freeway where there's tons of people all the time, especially in like in Norwalk. That's a pretty busy area. Yeah. I mean, LA. Yeah. Well, LA County, you know? So, yeah, it's like they chose the most obvious place that has the most people and most chance that, you know, they're going to get noticed and they don't get caught. I mean, even with the idea of fireworks, that's like 
giving scares to people because it can be considered explosion sometimes too. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, if they were taking anybody into consideration, they wouldn't be shutting down a freeway for donuts. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that kind of continues to be the negative connotation on our culture out here. But uh, hopefully it doesn't crack down on us too much at the end of this. We just got to keep our positive stuff and keep it on the track and... Honestly, if you're in a modified Japanese car, I hope you're holding on to your stock exhaust and <laughs> <laughs> staying safe. Leo, I hope you hear this. You know, there, there's also, um, I have a buddy who, well, a couple of them, actually, I've seen a few of them now. They started putting the thin blue line, mm-hmm. the sticker on their windshields or on the bumpers or on the back windshield or something. <laughs> and uh, I messaged a couple of the guys. Um, and I've told him, Hey, so is that sticker to try to keep you from getting tickets? And every, every, I mean, I messaged like four of them, every single one of them. Yeah. I'm hoping I don't get pulled over no more or get tickets. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, but at least play it safe. though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, play it safe, but, uh, I mean, it, it's already out there. Yeah. You can't control the whole population. I just hope this doesn't affect future events, like for actual people that want to just like socialize, have a good time at like car meets, cruises, and car shows. It is. I know. But I I, I still want to keep that hope. No. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it is. I mean, just like with everything, it's going to be affecting the the whole community as a whole. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the next time you're out in a car show, car, well, not really necessarily a car show. Maybe at the end of the car show when everybody's leaving. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, that you know when the Mustangs peel out and plow into crowds and everybody's doing their little takeoffs and burnouts onto the freeway. Yeah, that's yeah. Obviously, that's always going to be a, a ticket holder. But car meets, I think, are going to get even worse than they were. And uh, I don't know if you remember, they weren't that great to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> you know. On that subject, what's the craziest thing you've seen at a car meet or heard about from a car meet? Uh, craziest thing I've heard, honestly, would have to be, I think it was in Chino, two people arguing, and the next thing you know, one of the guys just rams his car into another guy chopping off both his legs. Jeez, okay, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, um, to me, that would be like the craziest story I've ever heard, and... I remember it happening because we used to go there to that car meet a bit, but we were always not really going that much because of the distance. Yikes. Okay. I was thinking like more, you know, oh, they did the takeover. Or like you've seen the videos where they're shaking the cop cars and things oh. like that. But okay. All right. Losing legs. That's probably, that's probably up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that guy's doing, but I hope he's doing better. Yeah. I, de- I hope so as well. That's, that's and insane. I hope the argument was worth it. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> that is that is never worth it. There's just no way, man. <laughs> oh, that is so messed up. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the days of uh, night car meets are, are dead. They're over. Mm. Especially with the quarantine that kind of shut down a lot of car things in general. Yeah. More than likely, the only car things that are going to be going on like that are going to be well-organized events. You know, like this small organization that never really got the chance, Apex Therapy. But, you know, we'll talk about that in the future. (laughs) And, uh, you know, 
probably the disorganized, dangerous ones that are like this freeway takeover. Yeah. But now that you say like nighttime car meets, I've really not enjoyed them anymore. The ones I've been enjoying the most for car meets are like cars and coffee. Everybody just goes out, relax, get coffee, and just enjoy the morning and stuff. You sound like a classic car owner in his 70s. I am a classic car owner. But you're not in your 70s. The fuck does that have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely kind of enjoy the the early morning stuff. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I do miss a lot of our night meets for like our weeb stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I do miss f- seeing all the boys and seeing the stickers and you know what I mean? Setting yeah. up like it's, I do miss that, but uh, that that's, you know, we'll talk about that in another topic. Yeah. So, Manny, you have some updates on some anime delays due to COVID. Yeah, with the COVID-19 affecting globally right now, uh, we have President of Japan, Shinzo Abe. He declared Japan on the state of emergency. And so with this state of emergency, it has taken effect onto the anime industry. Uh, Lots of good animes and studios and production teams have been put on halt because everybody just wants to be careful with their health concerns and everything. Uh, So with some good animes that I'm honestly going to miss, and I'm hoping that they'll come back soon, it would be like Ray Zero Season 2. Oh, that's right. I was really, really hoping to see that one. Yeah, Ray Zero Season 2. They came out with that teaser that just like showed everybody dead on the floor in the grass fields. And the elven witch, Satala, just standing there, sitting there, looking at Subaru. Yeah, this one's almost turning like Attack on Titan. Like it's just been way too long already. I wouldn't say it's too long. I mean, Attack on Titan, I lost, I lost interest in it because of how long they actually took just to get to next next season, honestly. But uh, this one was still well played with the timing, so I'm still looking forward very much to it. Unless they delay it again, and if it's because of the COVID nineteen, then that's more of an understanding. But if it's for some other reason, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, who's to say when they're gonna actually start getting back to normal over there for recording too? Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the situation. Another good anime that I was really hoping for was Food War season five, fifth plate. Uh, I'm gonna miss seeing those orgasms on food. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just miss orgasms. No, just the, just on the food. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a that's actually another one that uh actually my wife even likes watching because mm-hmm. you know as anime always tends to do, is they bring a lot of realism into the animation. Especially with the cooking on this season, on this show. That's what she kind of loved, because she loves to cook, and she was watching it. She's like, oh, I didn't know you can do that. And she started actually making recipes from it. It was actually pretty cool. She's so, already made recipes from it? Yeah, dude. Like, it, it's freaking crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm still boggled by the fact that the creator was able to, like, get all this information about cooking and just, like, make it into detail as much as possible into, like, one chapter or at least one episode. Yeah, I mean, she still had to subsidize a couple information and details off mm-hmm. offline, but she kind of saw some stuff, and she was like, oh, I, I seen those ingredients at the store, and she would go pick it up and try it out. Oh, okay. Uh, some other big ones that have been delayed uh, for the COVID-19 would be, like, Pokemon, One Piece. One Piece needs to... Uh hurry up <laughs> uh the creator did say that it's already getting close to the end so in the manga in terms of the manga the anime is going to go on for a good while especially when they're going to oh, have yeah. filler arcs movies filler episodes all do that they stuff. really need filler arcs though they're still going to do it regardless they don't yeah they're you got to milk the cash cow for as long as you can i guess i mean that's that was the biggest problem with bleach too the majority of it was fillers and that's why it lost ratings and it was canceled yeah which they're bringing back which was announced but 
if they it's going to be for the final arc of the manga which is where the anime left off as well before it but if they show one damn filter or filler i'm gonna fucking completely lose interest in the series in total i probably won't (laughs) (laughs) i actually really enjoyed it i thought i just love the storytelling on that one okay but uh yeah i mean that's probably also the reason why i haven't really found myself able to really dig deep into one piece because of how long it is yeah it's intimidating man that's what are they like 800 episodes right now or something like that? I think they're over nine. I'm not oh, 100% shit. sure. Citation needed. Dot. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. That's a, that's a whole, whole lot to kind of dedicate into. Uh, my biggest complaint with One Piece is like how much they use at least good five minutes of the f- beginning of the episode just to do a whole recap. It's like we don't need a five minute recap of the last episode or the arc. Just get on with this shit. Yeah, I guess so. Well... For me, it was always a little bit on the animation. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate like the uniqueness of every character, yeah. Because it's kind of like on some some animation styles, you can kind of just change the hair color, and you mm-hmm. don't know who it is anymore because <laughs> they all look almost the same. Mm-hmm. But with this one, he did a really good job of like unique characters. Yeah, it, it just looks cringe sometimes. Uh, Toei animation, honestly, I'm gonna have to put the blame on them when it comes to the animation on the characters. Yeah, but I mean, that's not to say it's a bad However, anime I do enjoy that they give a lot of good animation towards the fight scenes, though. They do. Yeah, they definitely do. No, and I mean, like, the story's, the story's good. It's interesting. It's just that's a lot of dedication to just jump into right now. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I did, like, a rewatch of, like, the first 600 episodes in less than two months. I don't know how I did it, but it was just a lot of binging. Not down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another good anime that I'm really hurt that it was basically postponed is going to be the second half of four season for uh, Haikyuu, the volleyball anime. I have not watched that one yet. I'm not a really big fan of sports animes. Sports animes never caught my interest and only two have actually caught my interest. And no matter how many times I can watch or rewatch them, I will still get pumped and hyped for it. It would be Kuroko no Basket, which is the basketball anime. And then Haikyuu, like I said, the volleyball. Initial D. Initial D? I mean, would you consider a sports anime? I mean, do you consider... Technically, NASCAR and racing is still a sport. I would still consider it its own genre, though. Well, I mean, you need more than a couple titles to make a genre, though. Uh, That's just my personal opinion, though. Yeah, I guess so. Because how many other, like, car animes are there? There is a few, but I think they haven't been dubbed or brought to the U.S., Okay, but subbed at least. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I think I've really only seen Initial D to be honest. I read some of uh, MF Ghost, mm-hmm. the the manga. Yeah, and that one's really good too. But again, it's not a whole lot to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's not a whole lot of other uh, variety for it. What'd you say it was called? MF Ghost. MF Ghost. I'm gonna have to check it out then. Yeah, it's like the excuse me, it's like the manga continuation. Mm-hmm. Not really continuation, but it, it's kind of like Initial D, same kind of setup, and the guy actually uses the uh, Toyota GT86, uh, the new 86 yeah. for this one. <laughs> so it's actually really good. Look into it. It's pretty good. Okay. And then I just recently started Black Clover, and I finally caught up to it. And right around the time I caught up to it is when they came out the announcement that it was going to be suspended until further notice for the COVID-19. Honestly, I was heartbroken because I was really, really enjoying the show. Yeah, that one's really good. I'm not fully caught up yet, but that one is really good. 
And honestly, I've been replaying some of the opening songs because some of them are just fucking bangers, honestly. No, it's good. I, I really, really love that anime. Justed Ice, Black Rover, those two songs I've been re- I've been they've been on repeat for a while already on my list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, honestly, the show has good fucking. I mean, I'm just enjoying it so much. I just, I don't know how to explain it honestly. Yeah, no, I I, I totally get you. It's a it's really really good. It's well written. It's kind of like uh, it brings you that kind of underdog hidden power that like Naruto <laughs> kind of gave out. You know yeah. what I mean? And just the the character that he has is really really funny. <laughs> it's for really the, funny. Yeah, for the most part, for anybody that's interested in the show, if you can at least get through the first ten episodes of just Asta screaming and yelling the whole time, you will enjoy it. If you don't want to, you can just leave it out like that. Yeah, there's definitely a hump in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that's pretty much the biggest complaint out of the show. Yeah, no, it's just the beginning. But I mean, I guess they have to establish. Yeah. I mean, he'll still be screaming, but not as much as the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a really good show, though. I'm hopefully by the time I catch up to it, they're back and rolling again. Yeah, uh, best girl would be Mimosa Vermilion. <laughs> <laughs> and then another personal favorite that I honestly felt like just heartbroken, just knowing that it was uh, postponed, would be the Promised Neverland. Promised Neverland. Which it's one the, is that? The one with the little kids in the orphanage, but they're actually oh, a meat farm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one was so dark. <laughs> did you actually get a chance to finish it? Uh, yeah, I think I did, dude. Oh my god. Uh, I honestly I did not like Isabella at all during the show, but like at the very last episode and stuff, she just won my heart. Yeah, I probably agree. Yeah, definitely. And then my buddy showed me some clips and some like pages in the manga and stuff that showed her backstory a little bit more and that's... Don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil no, it. No, no, no. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it, but like honestly, the way the way it showed what happened to her and how she became to that position of mama and that that orphanage is like it completely won my heart. Oh jeez. Yeah, that it started off looking semi-innocent and kitty. Yeah, I was like I think uh, actually you came over and showed it in yeah, the I first did. episode, and I kind of looked at you like, are we really watching this right now, dude? And I kept telling you, just keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a dark turn real quick. Yeah. Yeah, no, really, really quick. Uh, and honestly, one of the other biggest reasons for like all these animes, I mean, there's there's a big list of animes and movies that have been delayed. But uh, some of the biggest reasons for why they're postponed is because of the COVID-19, but mainly because of the voice acting industry. I mean, we, we just had recently, uh, what was her name? Let's see, Kumiko Okea. She was a voice actor for Je- Officer Jenny in Pokemon. Uh, age 63, she died on April 23rd. Uh, so, voice actor for the sub, for the dub, for the show, for the movies. Japanese voice actor. Japanese voice actor yeah. for the show? Uh, I think she was did for the movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, her death was basically a shock to the anime voice acting industry. Uh, she died at 63 age. I think she was going through chemotherapy already for breast cancer. And then uh, I'm going to say March, she he started contracting pneumonia, which was later diagnosed as COVID-19. Oh, yikes. Yeah, so it definitely took a shock to the voice actor industry. And with this situation now, most of the time these voice actors for studios and stuff they'll have group sessions where they'll record together because it will just save money for the company. And now that they have all this situation, 
the only ideal way they can do recordings by solo sessions, but it's just too costly. Yeah, studio session time is definitely costly. Not only that, like I'm sure just like with regular acting, mm-hmm. they feed off of each other. They change their tones depending how the other person yeah, sounds. You know it what I mean? just sounds better because they can see the emotion and hear it in real time. Yeah, so I'm sure doing it like individual sessions like that is probably a pain. And I'm sure even streaming it online is too delayed, in, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely I'm going to miss hearing her voice also. In the Pokemon movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's hard miss. That's crazy. Um, she was also in a Studio Ghibli movie, The Cat Returns. I still have not seen that one yet, but I know a lot of... The, most of the time, the Studio Ghibli movies are so good. I was like, so they're worth watching regardless. Yeah, they have like some of the most iconic anime movies made. Best one for me would be Princess Mononoke. Dope, dope. I think they also made uh, My Neighbor, My Neighbor Tutoru, right? Yeah, My Neighbor Totoro. Tortoro, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they made a lot of really, really iconic ones. Yeah. Uh, so she did that. And I think she was part of the live action for a anime that they did. It was called Blue Spring Ride, which is a good romance comedy. I've seen it on like Crunchyroll and stuff, but I haven't watched that one. It's good. Uh, I mean, it's slow. I mean, it's, a, it's just a romantic comedy. It's slow, but I enjoyed it. Okay. And I think they and they did do a live action. I think she was involved in it as well. Okay. Is it as painful as your yearly session of watching your lie in April? Every April? No, your lie in April is just <laughs> it's just it's just pure torture at that point. I don't know why I still do it to myself. People still tell me why I keep doing it. Uh for the most most of you that don't know, Your Lie in April is a really, really sad anime. Um and I take my time each year now. Each day of April, I just start watching one episode. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. It's, yeah. it, I mean, it's a great, great anime. It's kind of like what got my wife into anime. Mm-hmm. I showed her that one, and she just wanted to start watching more. Did she cry as much? She cried. Okay, she did cry. Yeah, I probably cried the most. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's it's a really tough anime. Yeah, no, it's really good. All right. Uh, so with all this COVID stuff going on, um, you know, what what do you miss the most about regular life, I guess? Uh, when it comes to regular life, the biggest thing I most is Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue. All right. I mean, I can do it myself. I go at home. But just the setting, just, I mean, it's, it's just the overall setting and the mood and the environment. Just Korean barbecue. Just, I just love it. Yeah. No, I, I get that. The, uh. The good uh, sake bombs going on. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, throw a couple bottles of soju on the table and leave us alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I honestly, I mean, it's perfect for group settings as well. Or if you just want to go by yourself, just grill some meat, go for it, all you can eat. I remember I went to this one Korean barbecue place. They just opened up recently at the time when I went. And we were just sitting there, me and my buddies. And this dude just sitting next to us, he was like, he's like, you guys like this place? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I've been coming here for the past, the, every day for the past two weeks. It's like, what the fuck? Jeez. <laughs> By himself or with his wife? Hey, but uh, with Korean barbecue, like how bad did his breath stink? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that was probably already like sweating and dripping Korean barbecue juice on a daily basis at this point. <sighs> I mean, I love Korean barbecue, but uh, that gas afterward, man. No, just just the sticky feeling right after you leave. Oh, too. it's it's yeah. No, it sticks with you, man. 
another another good place that i really just miss visiting because i would make like monthly trips to it is little tokyo in los angeles Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Tokyo is like a small Japanese place. They got shops, food places, uh, local events, uh, Japanese culture events, and all that stuff. And me and my buddies, especially with you too, we'd always be going out maybe like once a month just to go for some ramen, check out some anime shops, see what the figures we can buy or anything that interests us and everything. It's really just a good hangout spot, honestly. Yeah, it is definitely. And I mean, I still haven't found a good ramen spot like out here anywhere close uh, it's just it's just not the same no it's not and the food's so good i know uh best places would be i think is it meno and then orochon i know i know our buddy omar doesn't like orochon but that's just him yeah no i've i don't think i've had bad ramen over there at all yeah. <laughs> uh, there was one ramen place that they took me to that i did not like honestly it just like it, it just didn't appeal to me after seeing like a large line of just people waiting for a table outside like i thought it was gonna be good yeah sometimes the hype doesn't follow i guess yeah i don't remember the name i think it was called mr ramen i can't remember but it was at that place that our buddy tommy who's black got the fried chicken ramen they make fried chicken ramen yeah he bought it just because looking at the picture he thought it looked good and so we told him like so you got the chicken the fried chicken ramen he's like no shut the fuck up you racist like no you literally got the fried chicken ramen he's like he looked down and saw he's like oh fuck <laughs> that actually sounds bomb though I know I know but he bought it without thinking about yeah. it yeah <laughs> so he just played himself into a racist joke right there <laughs> oh jeez uh I'm honestly going to miss like weeb concerts and events too honestly like conventions uh I think the biggest concert that I enjoyed the most would be Miku Expo. That was postponed. It was supposed to be in April. Uh, that just passed. So now it's going to be postponed. It's going to be in October. And with that, they're still going to respect the tickets. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Miku Expo has been a big tradition with some of my friends. We'll go every time now. I mean, we've been going like for the past few years already. The, uh, we've noticed that they do it like every other year for Miku Expo. Uh, it's just a big concert for uh, Vocaloid, uh, which is for most people that don't know, it's just basically a concert watching holograms. Yeah, the first time you told me about it, I was kind of like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty much more famous than U.S. pop stars worldwide, which people don't realize that, but it, that's basically the reality. Virtual uh, pop stars. Yeah, I gotta go one time just to kind of see it, do a little experience of it, you know? Well, now that they postponed it, there's a lot of ticket sales on right now because people can't go anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, You know what concert I miss? What? Sabroso Festival. Oh my God, Sabroso Festival. So that is a festival uh, put on by K-Rock and it's held annually at Dana Point. And other locations, but for us locally, it would be Dana Point. For us, yeah, for us locally here in SoCal. And uh, it's one of my favorite festivals because uh, free beer tasting for a couple hours. We got punk rock bands playing. All day. All day long. We have uh, taco trucks everywhere. They're expensive, though. And then they top everything all off with Lucha Libre. <laughs> oh, yes. The Lucha Libre on the beach. <laughs> so it's always a good time. I miss that festival the most, even though I always skip the headliner because I'm sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were going to plan on going this year, but COVID-19, so we couldn't go anymore. Yeah. Last year was definitely fun, uh, especially seeing Ramses, the, char- the character from uh, Nacho Libre Wrestling. Sad to say, about a week or a month after Sabroso Festival that year, 
he passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he passed away. Sad to say. Wow. Wow, what it put a damper on reminiscing memories. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, what can you do? I mean, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss of words on that shit, too. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. And then uh, I also miss, like, our car stuff besides, like, our regular meets and little car shows we went to, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. I, I do see a lot of other, uh, some small business owners that are really great people I love I love to see all the time. Yeah. Um, but I also miss, like, Sugoi Saturday and our, our weeb car meets, you know what I mean? Tanoshi Nights. Yep, Tanoshi Nights, all, all those like that. I really miss hanging out and... That's when I get to see a lot of my other weeb car friends that I don't get to see very often. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I mean, definitely just those two alone, or I'm just missing the most, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully when things get back down to normalcy, we'll, we'll throw it big. Yeah, as long as everybody can be safe about themselves and safe towards everybody else in the public, we can finally reach our goals of being able to go about our daily lives. You know, when it comes to our side, the weeb car people... Mm-hmm. We don't really do any of that. <laughs> We've never really had an issue with that. Yeah. So I mean, I I know at least with our community, we're good. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not too worried about that at all. Yeah. And pretty much another thing I miss the most just just picking up like 20 pounds of carne asada and just invite a bunch of friends over and just chill, relax a day on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon. Definitely. Because now if you do that, you'll get you can have the worry about like people calling the police on you for having gatherings on quarantine i don't think in riverside county though because didn't they lift all that they did but like i mean before i'm saying when yeah it first started. yeah i mean whether or not that was the right decision we will see but i think in riverside they mm-hmm. they kind of lifted a lot of that stuff because there's even stores at least out here where i live too is they're not even requiring masks I'll still wear my mask regardless, honestly. Hey, people are dirty. Fuck that. I'm wearing mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I mean, you've already noticed that. Even when I get in the car, I instantly just put on my mask without even noticing. I yeah, I, it became a habit, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. So, Tony, what's this crazy headline that I'm hearing about bananas being on sale? <laughs> so, uh, running through my car news stuff, it seems that Hertz is filing for bankruptcy. The car rental company. Why? Well, you know, with the whole COVID thing we were just discussing, the oh, yeah, necessity, okay. yeah. yeah, the necessity of traveling and renting cars, renting cars right now is just vanquished. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's really doing it anymore. That put a big hurt on the company. Um, I don't want to get into the boring details too much, but it seems that the company was already doing bad for the past four years. Not just because of COVID. They've already been... They've already been doing bad. Uh, they were at a loss almost every single year for the last four years. The CEO was still taking like $1.5 million bonuses every Ooh. year. Like, Meanwhile, everybody else struggling. Yeah, you know, t- typical negative capitalism kind of thing. <sighs> the dark side of capitalism. But- yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, you know, so obviously when this happened, there was nothing in reserve because, you know, the company wasn't doing great. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, they are selling a ton of their fleet. They are reducing the amount of cars they purchase every year from automotive companies, which is going to hurt, you know, Toyota, Nissan, Chevy, Ford, all the other big name companies that Mm -hmm. get, you know, fleets bought out for them. So I believe they're reducing those sales by like 80 percent. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And... Where the banana comes in is they posted 22 of their Z06 Corvettes for sale. 
What? Yeah, so if you're looking to strike a really good deal on a 2019 Z06, kind of now's the time. How much are we talking? Uh, they're running on average of about 60K. Oh. But really low miles. But uh, the bananas come in because every single one of them are yellow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they're not yellow like the like the shipping guards they put on like Chargers and Challengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them are yellow with a black stripe. Oh, God. Which I found kind of but amusing. Why all of them? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they... Maybe I I think when I think of Hertz, it's usually blue and I think yellow on their logo. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming maybe something with that, or maybe that Chevy sells the yellow ones at a discounted price. Maybe I'm definitely gonna have to check out their fleet because I know my dad's interested in buying something. Um, if they do have good commercial vehicles, I don't know if they have a good commercial. I think a lot of their fleet is gonna be like a lot of like personal, a lot of Corollas. Oh, okay. Like a lot of little Corollas, you know, the cheap stuff that mm-hmm. you'll normally get in big bulk kind of th- yeah. stuff to rent out. What's that? What's that electric car that Chevy has? Like a, it's like small and compact. The Chevy Spark. The Volt. The Volt. Okay, there you go. Uh, so my parents actually rented out one of those from Hertz. They took it to Utah to pick up a big box truck, and when my dad finally saw the car that they were gonna take, it was pink. <laughs> he's <laughs> like any complaints of the guy he's like it's pink he's like no 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 it's champagne no it's pink like what the fuck so he had to drive a pink car a small compact car champagne there you go <laughs> all the way to utah <laughs> that's funny well i mean it's is it worse you can ask him next night is it worse to drive the champagne car or drive around the truck with all your weeb stickers on it or i can go buy it off and give it to my dad look it's the car you drove yeah so yeah i thought it was super weird that all of them were yellow so i don't know if that's just a fleet thing or what but it could could be a fleet thing just like how penske all their vehicles are yellow which is just honestly just nasty though yeah but it's the z06 why would you do that to the z06 but yellow is just a nasty color in general for me yellow looks good on some cars so i mean even on those c7s Mm mm-hmm it looks good. The, the car overall is just a sexy car mm-hmm. anyway, so it looks good in almost any color anyways. But there are other cars that look great in yellow. When I almost went towards that 2018 Mustang. Oh, which one was that? The yellow one in Escondido. I don't think it works for that Mustang. <laughs> and I remember when I told my buddy, he was like, so you're going to buy a Juicy Fruit? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could always just wrap it, honestly, so I can get rid of that color. But True. That- but honestly, I'm uh, I'm happy I didn't go for it. S2000 looks good in yellow. It does, surprisingly. It looks really good in yellow. Especially with, uh, what's his name, Frank? Yes, yes, Frank. He has that full, I think, Jay's Racing body kit on mm-hmm. it and everything. That looks good. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a couple of them. But, yeah, if you're looking for a cheap Z06, you can pick up a banana from Hertz before they go. <laughs> before they go, there's only 22 of them. <laughs> Yeah, and so I hear there's a Corvette that was involved in a fiasco at the track, right? Yeah, so he's not the main issue of the track debacle, but it was another C7 Corvette. Was it yellow? I'm not entirely sure if what color it was. <laughs> Why? Well, the only pictures I saw of it was after it burnt down. What? What? It burnt down uh, out in Toronto. This was a Toronto uh, motorsport track. Oh, so in Canada. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
I should have introduced it as, um, you know, in sorry news. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they had their first open lapping track day. Um, this was a couple days ago, and I believe their open tracking lap days are basically open track. It's not thrown by an organization or nothing. You kind of show up, uh, pay the track to get on, um, get on for the day for a mm-hmm. couple hours, and they do open passing. So this is the first one after the quarantine or the whole situation on their part. Yeah, yeah, on their part. This is their first one. And um, I know you haven't been to like a, a track like that, but uh, open passing basically means that they can pass you anywhere on the track. At and any point. At any point, um, the driver in front doesn't need to point you by. And a point by is normally they'll put their hand out the window and uh, signal the driver behind to let them know that they see you and that they're telling you to go in front of them. Oh, okay. Which normally, you know, on HPD days, they'll have a lot of that just mm-hmm. to, just for safety measures, and they'll limit passing to maybe only the long straights kind of thing. Okay, more but, is understandable on the pass on the like the long straights, honestly, though. Yeah, yeah, but when you get to like the more advanced groups, mm-hmm. you know, you can do some passing in turns. You can do some, you know, more advanced stuff like that. Okay, but with organizations, they're normally vetted. Okay. So they'll kind of have like, hey, you know, you need to have X amount of experience before you can kind of jump into this. It's understandable because. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are, pers- you know, people will get pretty crazy if you mess up their stuff. And um, so they have two sessions for that day. They have a 10 a.m. to a 5 p.m. session. So daytime and then a nighttime, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. So the nighttime is after that up until 9 p.m. Okay. So. You know, I wanted to mention the C7 because it just flowed so well from the Hertz because the <laughs> C7 burnt down. He was on the daytime. I still want to know if it was yellow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, reports came in that it, it was highly modified on methanol injection. And, you know, C7 doing C7 things, his brakes overheated. Ooh. And I don't know if it melted a line, burnt through a box or something, but it caught fire and burnt completely to the ground. But, like I said, this was on the daytime. And that's actually not what the story was actually about. Mm -hmm. So, after that, they went into the night runs. The evening runs. The evening runs um, apparently cost about $100 cheaper. Oh, okay. And as we've seen with many things, the cheaper brings out the ratchets. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. So, the evening session following the Corvette burning down came to about six different vehicles being involved in accidents on the track. Altogether or just... Separate incident, inc- incidents. Oh, wow. Yeah. So these guys were all out there just driving like douches, and it came down to a World Star fight in the pits. <laughs> so if I go on World Star, I could probably look it up. I Probably. I'm sure somebody tagged it in there. I mean, everything's on World Star, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this was insane. Like, you know, it's for every HPD day that I've done, mm-hmm. I've seen contact once. Wow. And that was with um, a NASA event, and it was an actual wheel-to-wheel racing class where there is some contact that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I've never seen or even heard of six accidents or six different cars being damaged in one day. Wow. So this is insane. <laughs> It would be more insane, honestly, if it was all together in one bunch. 
No, there are some videos of it, and the guy is driving through and trying to make passes as if the other cars were AI in Forza. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a little kid playing the video game, and he uses the other car to kind of bump off and make yeah. the turn. Yeah, it was just total disrespect, man. Wow. These were not full-blown race cars. These looked like personal cars the guys were driving out to the track. So it was obviously, you know, things got heated. <laughs> and you want me to track my car? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still, like, honestly, I'm just skeptical. It's like it's a whole new environment for me if I actually wanted to try something like that. Yeah, but I can tell you right now that most events are not like this. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said that it is. it was like an open pit day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There was nobody vetting. There was no organization running it or nothing like that. Um, obviously these guys probably didn't pay attention to the flagging stations and things. Um, you know, and, and not to say there aren't some organizations that might be a little bit sketchy over others. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to name the event, but I did do a track day where I saw one of the advanced drivers who was also instructing go out with the beginning guys in full open pass on the beginning guys oh my God. on big willow. So he was just is, big flexing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he was just doing it for the gram to show he's passing up a bunch of cars or what, but... <laughs> or he just mad flex on the beginners. <laughs> I guess, dude. This was Big Willow, though. It's a high-speed course, and he's on the beginner runs where the guys could, you know, can get nervous and make an accident. Like, I thought it was the most <laughs> stupid thing I've ever seen on a track, man. What about that uh, FRS that went into the track right when you're going on the long straightaway in Grange? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, again... There's always little things. There's always that one guy kind of thing. Um, But if you kind of vet, if the organization kind of vets people out, especially for big tracks where they're doing open passing, Mm -hmm. it's usually pretty safe. Um, I have learned my lesson, and I'm probably not going to do a track day with those guys again. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm going to probably stick with like NASA and things like that. I'm encouraging you to go and track with us. Uh, hopefully, when we get together with the other boys and and start Apex Therapy again, I'll get you out there. It'll be <laughs> safe because we're running it, and yeah. we're going to make sure it's safe. Okay. And we just want everybody to be out and learn and have a good time. Okay. <laughs> so you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to need you on the, on like the co-pilot, though. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll, we'll see if you can uh, beat my S550 time. I probably won't, dude. I'll be a beginner at that shit. (laughs) No excuses. (laughs) We'll get you there. But all right, Manny. So let's jump into some of our personal build updates. Yeah, so recently one of our buddies uh, just hit me up since he uh, had on a 2017 Track Pack Edition Mustang GT as well. Uh, He did a lot of aftermarket stuff for it. And honestly, his car was just straight up beautiful. Yeah, I think he was one of my favorite S550 builds I'd seen. Yeah, so he basically tore down all the aftermarket stuff and made it completely back to stock and returned the car back to the dealership. Sad to say, I'm going to miss that seeing that car, honestly. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was definitely one of my favorites, but... Uh, so one of the parts he had laying around was a Dussel design spoiler. Uh, he had one of three that were made, and so he couldn't think of any anybody else personally to give it to or sell it to and so when he hit me up personally and told me about it and if i wanted to buy it off of him um it definitely felt uh good to know that he actually trusts me in that situation honestly yeah i mean i know the feeling about wanting to see a part or a car with somebody you kind of know 
and at least you get to see it again and who knows and knowing that they're gonna like she use it maybe take and take care of it and stuff yeah and that and it also keeps that door open in case you know you ever want it back <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless you're tommy who wants to buy a sticker for a hundred dollars knowing it's gonna get burned oh no <laughs> i know you're hearing this tommy so this spoiler um honestly when i first saw the pictures and especially when i first saw it in person i thought it was a really dope spoiler so uh now that i have it and went out took a trip to pacific palisades where he lives and uh, picked it up uh, my plan right now is to acquire a second trunk so i can mount it on there and just have two spoilers and just switch off every now and then when i want so i can't go drill your trunk right now no <sighs> all right whatever well, if you want to, give me a second trunk then. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So when's this install happening? Uh, as soon as I get another trunk, basically, which I think you've told me you have a site where I can probably acquire one, right? Everywhere. It's a Mustang, man. We got parts galore. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see how it's going to look once I finally get a second trunk, and I'm going to be happy to see how James is going to look at it, basically, as well. Cool. No, it'll look good. Black and white always contrasts really well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then uh, you said you're having issues with your white Mustang, huh? Yeah, the one I'm kind of fixing up for the wife. Um, I've went through and I, I've kind of rebuilt a lot of stuff on it. I redid the uh, the diff, the pinion, got rid of all my check engine light codes, misfires, put it back to stock for the uh, intakes and things like that it had on there. And um, it seems to be having a, a really hard bog. When it goes into drive? Only when it's in drive? Or, Only or like, when it's in drive. So when, like when takeoff, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, like on takeoff. Okay. And I, I was thinking maybe it still has a misfire, but no, I haven't been able to get it to throw a code again. Mm -hmm. And um, I know it has like a small transmission leak. And, you know, for all I know, it's been leaking forever. I don't yeah. know how long it's been leaking. And those transmissions are really weird to fill because it kind of has a plug and then it has the drain plug embedded in the center. What? Yeah, so the drain plug is facing straight down, you know, uh -huh. to obviously to drain it out. But in the center of that drain plug, there's a Torx. And you okay. pull that Torx plug out, and that's where you actually fill it as well. So you have to run the car up to operating temperature, yeah. run it through all gears, and then you remove that Torx, and it's not going to leak. Okay. And so it's like a one-way valve, I'm guessing. No, I think it's more that um, as it moves fluid through the transmission, I think that plug has like a, it, it rises up a little higher. Mm. So it has like a set amount of fluid that's going to be in there. Okay. And then um, I fill it up from there. And once it's full, it'll actually start leaking out. Okay. So actually I was able to throw a couple of quarts in there. I got it to fill up. Still had the issue going on. I've honestly kind of exhausted as much as i know how to do myself so and then guessing like an actual rebuild on the transmission maybe i mean for all i know it could even be like a computer module for it i'm not sure i'm not super versed with automatic transmissions mm -hmm. for me it's always been you know manual so i pull it out check the clutch flywheel and you know what i mean the mechanical parts of it and oh, it looks okay or it doesn't mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm gonna be looking at taking it to a shop which sucks. Because <laughs> you're probably going to have to tow it, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to tow it, which, you know, it brought along an interesting conversation. I'm planning to buy a trailer anyways. Mm -hmm. Do I just buy it now and use it now? Or do I spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks to tow it somewhere, you know? Yeah, it's the thing you have to be on the long run, honestly. 
Yeah, I'd rather not use my AAA for everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, save it for emergencies. Who knows? Yeah. But um, if I'm gonna buy a trailer anyways, should I just go and start shopping for one now? Uh, it doesn't hurt to look. I just come up with the options in case you need it. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't. I don't foresee me needing the trailer for like the Cobra or anything mm-hmm. for a while. I'm not sure how fast this build's gonna go, especially with the new home purchase. Yeah, but would you actually have space for your trailer to be in the house? Well, I have the RV parking. Yeah, but you have a car sitting there. The car that's not running. That's <laughs> The whole point is to get it I running know, and out of there. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, ideally the point is that the trailer would probably sit there. I'll still park the truck on the other part of the RV in mm-hmm. front of it. And the two Mustangs will be in the driveway. Okay. So, I have space for it to keep it there. And obviously, eventually when... The Cobra does become the race car, and I do park it at home. I'll probably put it on the trailer and then back it into the RV parking. Mm-hmm. This way, it kind of stays out of the way too. So I, I don't know. I'm I think uh, I'm gonna start shopping around. If I see something that seems like a good deal, I'm, I might end up buying the trailer early and just I guess I'll have it already when I'm ready. Oh, for sure. Just make sure you know your like towing capacity on your truck and like weights and all that stuff and what kind of tow hitch you'll need if you need a drop because i'm pretty sure you're gonna need a drop because it looks like it's lifted a little bit yeah i'll need a drop on the tow hitch but the truck is the 5.4 mm-hmm. so it'll it'll tow like a the car easy yeah as long as i don't get a super heavy trailer yeah and i was looking at some of them um you know they're not too bad i'm surprised that the resale market is really good on them actually <laughs> <laughs> People are selling ten-year-old trailers only about three, four hundred dollars cheaper than brand new. I mean, it's the same with Toyota pickups; they're still expensive. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So I'm kind of leaning towards probably looking at a brand new trailer. I'd rather buy a brand new one than save, you know, three hundred bucks and buy a used one. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll start looking at it, and who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe I'll go buy a trailer and have another piece of the race car. <laughs> I think for me personally, I'd get a new one just to have that peace of mind that it's fresh and it's yours and there won't be any hidden problems with it from a previous owner. Yeah, yeah. That and for whatever reason, uh, most of the ads I keep seeing are bill of sale, bill of sale, bill of sale. (laughs) (laughs) They're not keeping those titles, man. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, not not a huge update, but um, hopefully I can get that that kind of decision made. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll start hunting it down, seeing if uh, I'll pick one up. Okay. And then hopefully get that white Mustang done and out of my hair. (laughs) Then it'll be on my wife, whether she decides to keep it or get rid of it. Nice, nice. But for now, those are those updates. And then um, maybe this uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Memorial Memorial Day. Are you working? I am not working. I'm probably going to work regardless. Plants don't stop, Manny. I know. know. (laughs) Farmer life. Yeah. No, I'm not working. I'm thinking about um, maybe getting to work on painting the car. Finally. I know. It's been (laughs) sitting there, man. (laughs) Finally. You know, it was ugly before I sanded it down. Arguably, it might be a little uglier now that I sanded it down. (laughs) At least you actually made the progress. Yeah, the progress is there. So I'm going to probably get to work on, you know, getting it cleaned up, taped off, and primered. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, start get start getting it kind of prepped, ready for the full paint. Okay. And that'll just be another little check off off the list. Hopefully we can do Tommy's car as well. 
all we need to do is homie's car. <laughs> you know, I thought about like if, because you know, I, I do have a little bit of experience with it. Yeah. With painting. Obviously, I don't have a full booth. Yeah. And one of the big debates too was whether I wanted to, because you know, the Cobra is going to be a race car. Yeah. It, I'm not worried about making it look immaculate or mint. I just needed to look more presentable than what it was because mm-hmm. it was not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did have the, I guess the inquiry of maybe I should just buy the full sprayer equipment rather than just doing kind of rattle cans and just doing, you know, cause my prep work is done very well. So mm-hmm. the rattle cans are going to look decent, but I was thinking maybe I should have just bought the sprayer and, Shoot, might be a little side gig. <laughs> you you know, could. I you mean, know. you already have the carport. You can just throw up some like tarps and stuff to cover the walls and just like make your own like makeshift booth right there and just paint it right there. I mean, that's basically what I'm planning to do to paint this one with the mm-hmm. with my rattle can life, you know, is I'm going to put the tarps up and kind of make it its own booth so no dust and everything can yeah. get in there, you know. But I don't know. We'll see. If it looks like I'm going to start painting too many cars, maybe I'll just buy all the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have the equipment because you never know if you're going to use it again. Yeah. Well, that's also the reason why not to buy it because you don't know if you're ever going to use it again. Eh, it could come in handy, though. Rent it out. Yeah. No. 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 I don't. I, I despise renting things out, dude. <laughs> People don't respect your stuff, man. Because that was one of the things that... uh. Um, I was talking about with my wife is that with the trailer, a lot of times you can rent out the trailer and, you know, no, make some I, money, but I, I was kind of like, eh, no. no I, I, know, I know this personally. Trailers never rent it out. Yeah? Yeah, don't, don't do it. Why is that? You got a backstory to this? No, I mean, I, we uh, before I started a transport company and we had trailers and stuff, but most of these guys, that when we were trying to sell the trailer now, they wanted to rent it out. They didn't want to buy it. But since it had a reefer and the most uh, most common situation is like when people rent out trailers that have reefers on them. Uh, reefers are refrigeration units to keep uh, stuff inside the trailer cold. And so what they would do is they would just take off the reefer because they know it's newer. It's, it has more. It's The value is just more right there. They'll just throw on an old reefer and then mess up the VIN numbers and just keep the trailer sometimes too. Or bring back the trailer after they're done and put an old unit on it. The Hondas of the trailer world. So it not necessarily it's going to be the same situation with you because I'm talking about a full 53 foot long trailer. Yeah. But it something could similar happen. Maybe they change out a part, VIN number, give you, changed out a VIN number onto a different trailer that's just shitty and just give it back to you like that. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm against it from the start anyways, because, yeah. yeah, no, I, I wouldn't trust anybody with something I spent that much money on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so our buddy Sparky just hit us up. His car is broken down because he ran over his intake, so we should probably just cut it right here. Oh, man. How does that even happen? I don't know. His car is always falling apart. Yikes. All right. Well, why don't you tell the third listener where to find us? Yeah, so you can find us on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at UnacceptedPod. And be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, or iTunes. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we should be approved to be on Google as well. Also, send us your unaccepted rev videos to unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow the format. You can see an example on our stories on Instagram. And be sure to tune in next week to the Unaccepted Podcast. I wonder what bad Sparky's intake is. Should we just leave him stranded? <laughs> <laughs>